What's going on, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena with Rob and Griff. I'm Griffin Senek, joined by my co-host, Rob Goldberger. And before today's video starts, I do just want to preface by saying make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel if you are new. Um, these recent videos have been doing amazing. We're so happy that we're, we're getting all these new people to the channel. So if you are new here, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Um, there's going to be a giveaway at 100 subscribers. Um, we don't know quite what it will be yet. Um, but also, if you comment on this video, um, maybe if we get, you know, 10 comments, we'll do a little something. So we'll see. Uh, but just like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, weekly episodes, lots of interviews. Um, but with that, we're going to get started today. And we're going to talk about, obviously, the most relevant um, sporting event going on right now. And, and that's the NBA Finals. Tonight, um, This we're approaching Game 5 tonight. So maybe we'll put out a little separate thing talking about that. Um, but series is tied two, two, um, it's going back to, to golden state tonight. Very interesting. Obviously Steph Curry in game four really came alive. He put up an impressive 43 points, Andrew Wiggins, 16 rebounds in that one. That was cool too. But, you know, game three was, uh, Celtics really had him from the start. Um, and you know, golden state couldn't, couldn't quite, you know, cut the lead enough. They had a good third quarter, but series is tied two, two, very interesting. I mean, it's been a fun series to be honest. I mean, these, yeah, no, I think it's, been, it's, it's been great. What are your thoughts so far? After yeah. I mean, I think games? it's been great. Cause I think these two teams are pretty evenly matched. I mean, yeah, I, I have to say that I just, just start out by saying, by starting out with some negativity, unfortunately. And that's just that I, I've just been disappointed by Jason Tatum's play in this series. I just don't think he's been good enough. Like, you know, he, he hasn't been that one, a guy. He just hasn't been. And I had, you know, two games ago, when last episode was recorded, that he was that he hasn't been good enough. He just hasn't been. And I, I don't know. I, I think if he had stepped up, like Game Four was theirs. That I, I'm just. I find it honestly impressive that they're tied with him playing this poorly. Their best player playing this poorly. And on Golden State, you know, it's the opposite. And Steph is just dragging this team right now. Just, yeah. I mean, that was you know. A, a, the best individual carry fest I've seen since 2018 LeBron since those East playoffs. And a lot of people have made that comparison already, but I just think, you know, this war, Steph and Clay or Draymond and Clay have got to step up both of them. And I, I'm afraid that they both might be nearing that watch territory. Draymond is obviously still an unbelievable defensive player, but he is just offering you nothing on the offensive end. And, you know, people are making a lot of his podcasts. I don't really think that has anything it really has anything to do with his play. Uh, but, I, I, you know, Steph, Draymond and Clay have just been poor. And, and Clay hit that big three towards the end of game four. He did, but he was bad most of that game. And he, he was horrible the first three games of this series. And I, I, I don't know, man. I I just think it, it really is, though, going to be tough for Boston to go into gate, to go, you know, back to Golden State with all the momentum and take out another victory there. I mean, I think game four was just such an opportunity for them. And they just, I mean, Steph, I, that's – to me, that might be the most impressive game of his career. That that might be the game that, you know, if they end up winning this series, the cop that has him a place so if I'm maybe towards that upper echelon of greats, you know, the greatest to ever play this game rather than sort of, you know, bordering on top ten, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, Steph Curry is – I think this is really the – it's – he's a, he's been able this series to show – the greatness of who he is, I think is a way to good way to put it. Cause obviously 2015, they win the title, you know, he doesn't win finals MVP, but you know, he had a great series 2016, obviously the infamous implosion three, one. And then you have the Kevin Durant years, which, you know, it seems like Steph Curry, you know, they, he didn't really get the credit he deserves um, for how good he was. And then, um, you know, they made the finals, obviously in the Toronto series, they lose, and now they're back, and, and Steph Curry, I mean, this guy is just on another level right now. He's by far the best player in the series. It's not even close, and I think it just shows the, the true gap um, in, in just performance from, like, the top five, six guys in the league to, like, the, to the, like from, like, six. If you, like, jump from six to ten, it's just such a big difference. Like, Jason Tatum, we talked about a few weeks ago, is arguably in that top ten range, and, and I'd argue Steph Curry – I mean, it's so tough to, to rank these top guys, yeah, but like yeah. Steph Curry, the way he's playing right now is a top five player in the NBA. And he's just so much more right now valuable than Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is playing not good. I mean, you, you put it well. I mean, obviously, if you look at the box score, 
Um, it, it's a little deceiving. He's kind of put together some nice, some nice performances statistically, but he's just not doing enough. He's not shooting the ball well. He's shot about, you know, 33, 30, 35% in these last few games. It's not good enough. And, you know, they need him to step it up. Marcus Smart has played pretty well these last few games. Um, he's been, you know, uh, you know, kind of carrying some of the slack. Jalen Brown is, has been Jalen Brown. He's been a good player. Um, Jalen Brown really doesn't vary too much, but Jason Tatum, that's the one thing we've seen in these playoffs. He's just yeah. such variations. It's very, very Paul George, like in, in a yeah. way where his highs are like, this dude is an MVP player and his lows are just like, just disappear. Cause he'll just disappear off the court is the thing. Yeah. Like he'll just become a total non-factor Jason Tatum. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that's, like, I, I don't know. It's just very rare to see a player, you know, he, I feel like he's just never in between. Like, he's either this game-changing player or he's really harming you. And I, I think, you know, he just I, – I think that's something you got to figure out because I think when you're not at your best, you got to find a way to still fight back and still be at least mediocre and give your team – because he's – like, he's been shooting them out of games at times. I mean, he's yeah. shooting in the series has been met and – I do think Marcus Smart has been good, but I think the ball has been in Marcus Smart's hands far too often at the end of games. Yeah, I think he's been taking – I saw it in game seven of Miami where they almost choked that lead away. I saw it, you know, Friday night. Just – he hasn't been good. He hasn't been. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I just think the Warrior and Andrew Wiggins has been the second best player on the Warriors in this series, which is pretty crazy to say. I mean, he's had a hell of a redemption uh, in, in Golden State. And I'm just not sure, you know, Boston is real. But tonight is, the, I, I hate stating the obvious, but tonight is the big one, man. If Boston can pull this off, that uh, I think you're going to have to have a monster Jason Tatum performance. It has to come in one game. And it, it, he has to play well tonight for them to for to give them a chance to win. Yeah, I mean, and and Jason I think we said, I think the other thing is this is a great opportunity for the Celtics, man. This is a great opportunity for the Celtics. I understand Jason Tatum is twenty four. I understand Jalen Brown is twenty four, but th- he might be even younger than that. Jalen Brown is some is he? Maybe he's twenty four. I think, 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 think they're both twenty four. I think they're both twenty four. I'll look at them. They're both in their Browns you know, early mid twenties. Gotcha. So they're both in their early to mid twenties. But look, the Bucks are going to be healthy presumably next year. I think the Nets are going to be way better than they were. I think that you know it's just going to be tough for Boston, man. And I think yeah. this is just a great. Op- they're going to be looking back at Friday's night's game for a long time. I think, uh, and, and that Steph Curry performances. I believe the greatest game, the greatest game, and definitely the greatest postseason performance of his career. Yeah, I mean, it's fascinating what you know. Jason Tatum really does need to step it up. I mean, you put it well. I mean, he's right now not playing good enough. Um, you know, what's he? I, I was just, I just pulled up the stats. I mean, he's shooting right now thirty three percent in this series. I mean, that's just for a superstar player. It's unacceptable. Um, yeah, so we'll no, see what happens with that. I mean, right. and, that, and that's the issue. If you're going to be, if you're going to talk about this guy in the conversation with Jimmy Butler and KD, he's got to show it to you. No, I, I'll be honest. I mean, after, I think Jimmy Butler, after what I saw in these playoffs, is probably a better player than Jason Tatum right now. The thing I about mean, Jimmy is that he's so consistent in the playoffs. Every year he turns it up. He that's, really that's, does. I think Jimmy really Butler does in the cruise in the regular season, season yeah. too. I, I just, and that, but the playoffs are what matter. Like no, I agree. Season, like, I agree. You I think, can see there's all think, these guys in the league that just in the regular season you can do whatever you want. But in the playoffs, I mean, we're seeing it with just all these guys. I mean, it's just a whole another level. Um, I do want to talk about Draymond Green. You mentioned. I mean, I think offensively Draymond Green has kind of been washed. You could say for for a few years now. I mean, he really has not been contributing offensively. He's can't shoot the ball. You know, he really at this point is is you know he can. He's a bit of a playmaker, a little bit, uh, but you know he's the defensive, aggressive guy that you know he matches Boston's intensity, which I think Golden State definitely needs in the series because Boston defensively is a very tough team. We've seen that, and you know a lot of these guys like Jordan Poole, he's struggled at you know moments in this series. Like 
a lot of these Golden State guys, Clay, they've struggled offensively. Steph's kind of the one real true outlier who just seems unaffected um, just because of how good he is. But Boston's a tough team, and, and Draymond is given, you know, he gives it right back to the Celtics, which is what they need because the Celtics, I mean, you got the defensive player in the year and, and Marcus Smart, you know, obviously Robert Williams is out there. They've got all these guys that are tough defensively. Um, and Al Horford is just their weird catalyst kind of player that just is just that guy. And, I mean, if, if Jason Tatum can't step up, Al Horford's one of those guys that, you know, <laughs> just they'll look to. And, and just it seemed this year that he has been the guy to step up when they need it the most, as crazy as that is. So who knows? I mean, I think that Golden State, I think that, you know, and the one thing that's very interesting for me is I think this whole game six clay thing, it's become, it's crazy, obviously, but like, I think at this point, the like narrative and the hype is even like, like, I think clay Tom, I'm not suggesting anything. Yeah, like, you'll like, see people using it as a real piece of analysis. I mean, it's just not like, yeah, but it's like, it's very odd. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And I think he definitely steps it up, but, just one of those weird things. And, and Clay Thompson, I mean, I, I've said it before on this podcast. He's obviously not the guy he once was. He's not an all-star caliber player anymore. It's, it's unfortunate, um, but that's, that's the truth. I mean, he's, he's just not that at that level anymore. Um, but, you know, he is another player where if he can get it going, even for one quarter, I mean, it changes a game completely. Um, Jordan Poole, we haven't even talked about Jordan Poole. Yeah, I mean, I kind of brought him up. He's been... Kind of not amazing. Bad no, they've all been bad. And like that yeah. bench, people talked a lot about that Golden State bench. Uh, we did. We talked a lot about it. We talked about the depth, but. It's not showing up. Belisha, Bielitsa, I meant. <laughs> I mean, this guy is like, he's been getting minutes for them too. I just don't. I think. don't get it. He's just not good. He's probably one of the worst players on that roster. I mean, he's probably the worst player in the series that's getting minutes, to be honest. Yeah. I don't really get why he's playing. Yeah. I mean, because I think Draymond has just struggled a lot in the series. And, like, I think I, – I understand he's been an, been an aggressor. And I think uh, – to me, actually, like, I don't think his defense has been that awesome. Like, I just think – like It's just been aggressive. I think for he's Draymond, just shoving people for around. For Draymond's standards, like, I just don't think he's been good. Enough. He said it. I mean, I, he – you know, you saw what his mom tweeted on Twitter the or, or tweeted out the other day. <laughs> about him not being enough. But, uh, I mean, like you said, like, the, it's just crazy. Like, this series really should not be tied because Steph is just – this is a carry job to, to end all carry jobs, besides the LeBron ones, obviously, in Cleveland. There, Those are some – It's crazy, though, because this this Warriors team we were talking about is just so deep. I mean, it's crazy that – They've Steph's all disappeared. All this. They've all disappeared. Crazy. I know. It's it's insane. But, um, I mean, Steph Curry, I mean – Look, I, I've criticized him myself for, you know, his, you know, play, his suspect play sometimes in the games that matters. And, you know, at the end of the day, he's been amazing. He's he's looked incredible. We'll see in these next few games what happens. I mean, Steph Curry does – he has a history of, you know, in the brightest of the brightest moments not showing up. Not for a whole game per se, but in the last, you know, five minutes. You know, 2016, game seven. He disappeared in the last few minutes of the game. And, you know. Yeah, I agree. I think he's got – I think he, he like – No question. Steph Curry is incredible playing at a level <laughs> above everyone else in this series. I'm just curious to see what happens because, you know, the obviously yeah, the no, infamous sure. Max Kellerman take of the, the whole I want Iguodala, I mean, it <laughs> stems from – you know, people forget that it stems from the fact that Steph Curry, you know, there's been moments in, in recent finals where he is not – been there and you know has not been able to make the big shot in and you know he hasn't it's it's true fact he really hasn't hit the one like a big huge shot per se in one of these final series um i mean i would say and do i think it's gonna happen the way he's playing probably not but he's been amazing before it's just it's not it's not i'm not saying he's a choke or anything it's just it's i'm very curious some, I'm selling some classic Cleveland Steph hater right here. I don't think I don't think it's even a bias. It's just like I am genuinely curious if he does have that moment. What's going to happen? Because that's been the one knock on Steph Curry. I feel is that I think in the I brightest mean, of brightest moments, we all know that the greatest shooter of all time hasn't the, been able to hit the shot. My thing Ray is, Allen, you know, the fact 
the fact that he doesn't have a finals MVP is just like I feel like it twists the narrative so much because listen, really, well, I'm not even honing in on that person. No, but I think just like not specifically you, but generally, I think like he gets slated a lot for not having a finals MVP. But the truth is, like, we all know LeBron probably should have won finals MVP in the 2015 finals despite the loss. However, if they were going to give it to a Warriors player, Steph averaged 25 and seven in that series. Like, come on, he was he was great in that series. I, I don't yeah. get that. But, I do tend I, – I, I guess I, I know what you're saying is he doesn't have that iconic moment. But I think if they cl- if they win this series at all, for w- what he's done keeping them in even the first four games of the series – Obviously, he's the final. His legacy game. is cemented yeah. forever at this point. Like, Well, his legacy is always cemented. I, yeah. I think – in my opinion, he's, you know, a top ten player of all time. Um, yeah. And, you know, yeah. look, you yeah. can get into the whole magic versus him debate. I honestly would – I'm not going to say anything on it because I honestly don't know enough about like the whole, I haven't researched yeah, I mean, that, the whole the, the magic Johnson like, error enough. I don't I'm think so, either of us can make an accurate. No, yeah. I'm so also. inclined to say Steph just because that's how I've seen just dominate the league. But like, yeah. when you go back and look at it, like in game seven of his rookie season in the finals, magic dropped 42 and 15 and one without Kareem. Kareem was hurt. Like, he was that dude. Like you can't even. I don't know. Like how can I say it was better? I never saw Magic. You can't. Yeah, we neither of us can really make a coherent argument on that. But Steph is is a legend. He's the greatest shooter of all time. A top ten player in the game. I just am. I'm curious to see if you know that a close moment in one of these games comes up. If he really. For sure. For sure. I think for him it would just probably even be good to just have that one iconic moment in a you know finals where he can say to himself you know look you know I want. In this moment, I, I won the game single-handedly at the end because I, I don't feel like Florida. Though that. he definitely had that. I mean, he won that game for them personally on but, his back. But, I mean, what they win by 20, 10 points, like yeah, I want a close. Like you watched the end of that game, though. It was like a two. It was like a two-point game with three minutes left, and Steph shot them, Steph shot Boston out of the game. We'll see. It's only game four, though. Also, you know, let's right, see when. Right, but on the other hand, if Boston wins that game, the series is over. Probably, yeah. I think it's a clutch, but we'll see. I'm maybe I'm hating on Steph Curry. I just want to see. I him think hit, you're coming you know? off a little salty right now. No, I'm not I, I think I want to see him with the game on the line and see what happens. No, I do agree. I agree. I, I agree. But yeah, Golden State. I mean, I'd still probably pick him. I honestly might. I mean, it. It honestly looks like the series might go seven. Um, but I don't know, man. I might pick Golden State in six. That's what that was my original I think prediction. I might stick with that. I think I'm leaning. I would really be distraught by a Boston Celtics finals one. It's like weird for me too, because I've been rooting for the Warriors. Like I want to see the Warriors win. And like, I hated the Warriors for so long, but like, yeah, me too. Something about the Boston Celtics. I just, I rooted, I I rooted hard for LeBron in all of those series. And uh, I just think it's something about just like, I just don't like the players on the Boston team. I don't like the personally. players. I don't like the fan base. I don't like the coaching staff. I don't like the organization. I don't like the ownership. I don't like the, I don't like the front office. I don't like the city. I don't like the sports in the city. I'm uh, I would like to I mean, I don't even like Al Horford. I guess it would be good to me. No, good no, 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 no. That's public enemy. Number one in Philadelphia, Griffin. <laughs> No, no, no. That would be the worst part about the, the Celtics. <laughs> I guess I do like Jalen Brown, though, to be fair. Yeah, Jalen Brown's, like, not really a big – I mean, he's good. Derek, I mean, it was, it's a fun – look, they, they've accomplished a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, to them. That's, that's I'm excited to watch First year coaching. I mean – Yeah, I mean, talk about, you know, who wins these stupid awards they have in the NBA with Coach of the Year. I mean – that's the coach of the year right there. I mean, who won it this year? Was it? Bonnie Williams from the Suns. But, I mean, it is regular season. It's a regular season award, to be fair, and they won six. So stupid. I know. They I won. know. But, like. I mean, postseason, the thing about the Celtics is that they've lost, like, 12 games since, like, January. Bonnie <laughs> Williams, man. That's just, like, I'm sorry. But, but like. Great, I mean, they voted at the end of the regular season. Yeah, and but, you like, know, look man, at the, the team coach- he has, man. Like, and look at the team we're yeah, but- off of. That's why, like, he in doesn't the, have. That's not a in the great, NL. That's not a, that's not in a the great team. In the MLB, well, I actually do like how the the like the coaching awards should not be the team like the highest win total team in life. I think it should be the yeah, manager think, who, with well, what he had, with what the team did the year before, accomplished. Yeah, but he was also the coach the year before. He's the two time now. 
No, no. Well, he was the coach the year before, but he was the runner-up the year the year before Monty Williams. I don't know. I don't feel – look, Monty Williams is an incredible coach. I'm not doubting that. I just think that, you know, look, they're coming off a finals appearance, and you, you have got Chris Paul, who's Devin Booker, and DeAndre Aiden, and McCall Bridges, and all these guys. Like, come on. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm more impressed with what the Boston Celtics have done with what the Memphis Grizzlies did in the regular season coming from where they I were. Remember, though, I mean, through 50 games, the Boston Celtics were 25 and 25. Yeah, but look, they're in the NBA Finals. No, but that's what I'm right saying. Like, but they voted at the end of the regular season. Well, I'm aware of that, but, like, I'm just saying. I, I, I know it's a regular season award, and that's how it is. I just think that the job, uh, you know, Boston's coach has done, I honestly – I feel like I'm going to botch his name if I say it. So I'm going to hold on. Ime Odoka. Ime Odoka. But um, I don't know. We're rambling now. I'm going to right the ship here before we uh, (laughs) lose everyone's attention. Um, All right. So we both are going to say Warriors in six, I guess. Um, I don't know. It does feel like it's going to go seven, though, which would be interesting. But we will see. Game seven, Steph, we'll see. Game six. So maybe, maybe what will happen is Boston wins game five. Game six, Clay shows up to Boston, scores 50 points, and then we have a game seven. Um, who knows? Um, but with that, we're going to actually do um, talk some NFL, which we haven't done in a little bit, I believe. Um, and we're going to talk about something that kind of occurred a little bit ago um, from this point. But, you know, we've been busy with, you know, there's been a, a lot of stuff going on, so we haven't been able to talk about that. But the NFL schedule release. Um, so real quick, I'm, I'm going to actually share my screen here. And we can go through and we're just going to look at, you know, each week kind of preview maybe what, what we're like and what we're excited to see. And, uh, you know, I'm excited for the NFL season. You know, we're preseason first game, August 4th. I mean, you know, less than, what is it, two months away now from, yeah, from NFL. Crazy. I mean, it, it truly is crazy. This offseason has been crazy. Um, oh, wow. I saw the Packers Chiefs. I thought that was regular season. I got excited. Um. All right. Well, the game yeah, we'll go through. Off. Holy Christ! I mean, what, yeah. What a what a first game. Um. Two playoff teams. I mean, we'll give outlooks of, of all these teams, but like right now between like those fraudulent NFL, the, the Rams are such like an artificial Super Bowl champion. They're like, I don't feel any passion like from the fan base. I don't feel anything. Uh, like, I get what you're saying. Yeah, they abandon all their real fans is the problem. In St. Louis, yeah, it's tough. Very yeah. tough. Um, Bills, Rams, though. I mean, both these teams have had, I mean, the Bills obviously signed Von Miller. They draft Kyra Lam. Um, you know, they made some other uh, adjustments to the team. Um, and the Rams, obviously, you know, you trade Robert Woods. Odell right now is not signed. Who knows where Odell's going to end up, but he has a 20 ACL as it is. You sign Allen Robinson. Um, you extend basically all your main guys in Stafford, Cup, Aaron Donald. You know, what are your thoughts on these two teams heading into the regular season? Or, yeah, I mean, I you think know, where we stand honest, right now. To be honest, for me, they're both the favorites in each of their conferences. And this is for me the first year where the Bills have been the clear cut favorite because in the past it's always been the Chiefs. But it pains me to pick against Pat Mahomes, as you know. But uh, I, I am a. Uh, I do think that they're probably the favorites. I think the Rams have got to be the favorites in the NFC again. I mean, the Bucks are obviously right there as well, but the Rams are running it back. And I mean, running back a Super Bowl roster, you're going to be the favorites. End of the end of story. I mean, like you said, they retained all their main guys. I'm not sure what exactly is going on with their cap situation. How they able to do that? I mean, my guess is it's truly time. incredible. The cap well, is what, what, the NFL, what they're though. doing essentially is they've. Cri- when Les Need and Sean McVay are eventually gone, and they will be, you know, within not that long from now, because they've cri- because towards the end of this decade, the franchise will just be crippled yeah. financially. They'll have no draft picks, like, the, or the, they'll see the benefit. Like, it's just gonna, you'll see. Like, the, the, they might get a couple couple Super Bowls in there, so it'll be worth it. But once it's already worth it, I think, with the one one but, Super Bowl. I mean, no, yeah, like, for sure. So it'll be worth. It. I yeah, no, for sure. It's it's already worth it. But I think towards the end of the decade, you'll see Snead and McVeigh gone and probably a franchise significantly hindered. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree about the Bills. I think the Chiefs, man, I mean, ugh. like it's frustrating because I think they had a good offseat. Like they did what they could with having trade Tyreek. I mean, they, they had a good draft. I like oh, yeah, I Car- agree. The Carlisle. They had a great draft. Like, 
Um, who was the they drafted a cornerback two round one, right? The uh, sorry, who was the, they drafted Carl Laftis round one, and then who was their other kid? They was it Mc, they drafted McDuffie too, yeah, Trent McDuffie um, from uh, Washington. So, I mean, very up. good. They obviously went out, got Sky Moore too. They they yeah. signed Juju, but the one thing I said going into the offseason that I want to see was an upgraded receiving core, and to me, that was what they needed to do to like because that's what I think really hindered them. and it got worse. I mean, their their receiving core right now is what Juju, um, Marquez Smith, Scantling, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Byron Pring. No, Byron Pringle. No, else I think is, is McCall Hardman still there? I don't believe. I don't believe so. He was, He's gone. Really? Is he gone? No, nah, maybe. I don't think he, he's got to have like one more year. I think. Yeah, Kansas City. But they lost to Marcus Robinson too. So like, dude, their receiving core definitely got. Yeah, but Demarcus Robinson was dog shit. Like, with all due respect to Demarcus Robinson, <laughs> he couldn't catch anything. Yeah, but like, they were down bad, and before we had AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, everybody was like, "Get Demarcus Robinson to Philly because we needed some speed." And no, yeah. no, nah, nah, I'm not saying he's anything good. Just was going through their their overture about. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I think Buffalo right now is a team to beat in the AFC. But the AFC is a gauntlet, like we've said. Who knows who's going to come out of that? It, it's really going to come down to, I think, who is the healthiest in the playoffs, honestly. Like, any of these teams can win. You've got the Bills. You've got the Chiefs, the, the Chargers, the Raiders, I truly believe, are going to be good. The Broncos are poised to be good. The Ravens are going to be better. The Colts are probably going to be good. The Browns, God knows what's going to happen with yeah, the Cleveland God Browns. Knows. God knows. God only knows what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? It is the NFL, though, so you got to remember how corrupt this league is. I'm not even yeah. saying. Like, it. Deshaun Watson could legitimately probably get suspended for eight games, and then that, that's it, and he just plays out the rest of his NFL career. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just it's like it's a little insane to think about for sure. I honestly wouldn't even be surprised, though, if that's – No, neither happens. one not- – Neither would I. Neither would I. It's honestly might be likely at this point. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so going through, I mean, to be honest, the rest of the schedule, Bucks, Cowboys. I think the I, the Cowboys. We'll talk about them real quick. I mean, wow, they have Russ homecoming week one. That's awesome. Um, wow, they did that on purpose, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred Monday night too. Um, Dallas, I mean, this is a team that obviously it's, you know, coming off a division title. They obviously have, you know, their, their two young guys, Trayvon Diggs, Micah Parsons, who, you know, were all pros. Um, but they got worse. They lost, you know, Randy Gregory to De- Denver. They lost, you know, pieces of that O-line. Lyle Collins is gone. They lost, obviously, traded Amari Cooper. I mean, this team really is, uh, it's not the same. And they weren't able to win a playoff game last year. I just don't see how this team got any better and is going to be able to win the game, a playoff game this year. I still think they're probably division favorites, but like we said, I mean, we've looked at their schedule and it's much harder than the Eagles. I mean, I think the Eagles, it comes down to quarterback play. Can Jalen Hurts win them enough games? If he can, I, I think the division is theirs for the taking. But what are your thoughts on I know it's going to be biased, but what are your thoughts on the Dallas Cowboys right now? No, I mean, it is going to be full of bias, but I think like to be, I'll try to remove as much of it as I can. Like the Cowboys are still a really good football team and they just have, like Mike Parsh, Trayvon Diggs is a very good corner. I think I don't know if he, I could even call him over it. I think at this point Trayvon Diggs is probably properly rated, to be honest. Um, yeah. I well maybe not because he made first team All Pro, but whatever. Um, which is kind of crazy, but whatever. He's good at what he does. He's good at what he does. But Micah Parsons is like Micah Parsons is going to be the best defensive player in the league one day. But when Aaron Donald is gone, like I yeah. truly him and TJ Watt are going to be just the guys like this dude is an absolute world beater. But look, I mean, I think you talked about uh quarterback play from Jalen Hurts. And I agree, obviously it's, you know, the foundation of this Eagles team and how far they can go and what their ceiling is. But, you know, Dak Prescott after week five really wasn't great last year. Really wasn't, it really wasn't used to what we were seeing from Dak Prescott. Uh And I think that's sort of, you know, he really wasn't great until the end in those, and a lot of those uh, cheat and, and then um, sorry, in that playoff game. Um, and I think this is sort of, 
a, a trend with the Cowboys where you see where, you know, they really are, are, are great second half team, but sort of burying themselves in the first half. And they did it a lot last year. And I think, you know, if you run through their schedule real quick, like they're not going to be able to afford to do that. I mean, they have the Buccaneers week one for the second year in a row. Uh, you know, that's sort of a precursor to how difficult their schedule is going to be. But like you said, you know, they're going to be going from playing a, a third, a third place schedule, I believe, to or what was it? A fourth or a third place. schedule. I think a third place schedule, um, you know, to, to a first place schedule. And, you know, the Eagles still have that second place schedule. And look, here's the thing, right, about the Eagles. It's just their schedule is so easy. All they have to do is just rat. It's just like if Jalen Hurt, the thing that hurts is like if he is equally as good as he was last year, like they'll win 10 games. And, and they'll make the playoffs, probably lose the first game, and he'll, he'll get booted out. So I think, like, that's the thing you have to ask yourself. Like, can the Cowboys get to 10 wins? Like, because I, I really think that, the, like, like Hurts will probably improve, but even if he doesn't, like, their schedule is easy enough and their roster has been built to, built well enough to the point where they really should be able to win 10 games this year. And I think the Cowboys, it really – a lot of this goes back to how are the other guys on that defense besides Micah Parsons? How good can Demarcus Lawrence be next year? Because, you know, I think at one point this you were talking about this guy as a top. I mean, sorry, not you specifically, but generally you were talking about this guy, you know, as a top three, top five edge rusher in the league, you know, two, three years ago. If he can get back to form, it's going to be a very sad day for me as an Eagles fan. But look, I think like I, I think like you said, we've talked about it before. I didn't love that Amari trade for them. I thought a fifth round pick. I understand they're probably gonna have to cut him anyway, but that fits especially around. after the. I mean, they traded him, and then the wide receiver market just like, I mean, yeah, people I mean, were like, make saying Cleveland shouldn't have taken that contract, and then you see what happened, and everyone's like praising Cleveland. It's pretty funny. Yeah, no, I think it's just it, it's, you know, the emergence of CD Lamb is obviously one of the main story. I mean, he's obviously already an excellent receiver, an excellent player, but can he become? you know, that eight, that in that top tier of receivers in the league, I probably, I think he probably can, to be honest. I think he's, he is an, he is a really good receiver. Is he, you know, Justin Jefferson level? Probably not, but I think he's still a great player, but I, I think this really just depends on how well Dak can play. And I think he's going to have to get used to some new offensive linemen this year. Uh, obviously you still have Tyron Smith solidifying that left side, which is huge, but look, I think, it really, really comes back to Dak for these Dallas Cowboys. And I was just disappointed by his play the last 10, you know, 10 to 13 weeks of the season. Yeah. I mean, I think Dallas is fascinating. I think that they definitely got worse. I don't think that this team can win the Super Bowl by any means. Um, can they win this division though? Probably. And would I say they're my favorites? I, I guess I would have to say so, but it's really tough. I mean, you know, their, their receiver core. I mean, after CD Lamb, who do they have? Is it, you know, Michael Gallup, I guess, who's a solid guy. I mean, he's, a, great, he's, a, he's a really good player to be fair to tell Michael Gallup, but he's, coming, he off is, but he's also, coming off a serious injury. He's coming off a serious. And he's injury. one of those guys that, you know, he's had those great moments, but like in the elevated role, when sure. more is expected of him, we don't know what he's going to do. Um, because, you know, when you're a third string wide receiver, you can, you know, have these big games and all of a sudden be praised. But like, when the pressure's on you, like CD Lamb, like he had his big moments last year, but like it still wasn't an incredible season. Like he, no, sure. he's he's gonna have to step it up as the as the one. Obviously, you've got Dalton Schultz, but you know there's a lot of controversy there. He wants to be paid, and obviously that that David Njoku contract really. I mean, these franchise tag tight ends now are man. They they must be like worshiping the ground that David Njoku walks on because that man is setting those guys up to get paid, especially like a guy like a Mike Gesicki, like going to get a pretty penny but um you know we'll see what happens with dallas like you said their edge rushing um is one of their keys i mean it kind of reminds me a little bit of the cleveland browns defense not to jump to them and and you know keep talking about the browns but you know when miles garrett clown like that that is just the core of that defense and just allows them to you know having such pressure on the qb is just so valuable because it obviously forces the qb to make mistakes and have to rush but like it just gives your your defense a chance, and especially for a guy like Trayvon Diggs, when you put the pressure on a quarterback, there's a better chance of a missed on ball or you know bad ball placement underthrown, and that's when a guy like Trayvon Diggs can excel. And and you know that's why part of the reason why you know he's done so well is because you know Dallas has been getting to the quarterback. So we'll see what happens. But I mean the division though, it, it's a real 
two horse race, maybe Washington could entertain it for a few weeks, but I don't think they're serious contenders. Um, Washington. I think New York is, is maybe even bet. Like, no, no, no. Ryan the, New York, the New York football giants would win, are going to win maybe four football games this season. Yeah, but, but I, I, those Washington commanders are terrible, dude. I think they're better than people give them credit for. I think they're not good, but they're not. I think they're like a seven or an eight win team, if I'm being All right. All right. Yeah. All right. That's fair. I think the New York football giants are like a four to five win team, maybe six. (laughs) Maybe, but yeah. Week two, um, we're moving a little slow, so we're going to speed this up. But Chargers Chiefs, I mean, let's just talk about that. The AFC West, obviously, this is – I am so excited to see the AFC West play football this season. I mean, this is just – it's got to be one of the most exciting divisions in recent memory. Um, Every one of these four teams is a star quarterback. I mean, you say what you want about Derek Carr, but he's he's been good um, recently. And, I mean, he arguably has the – I guess you could argue with the Chargers, but I Derek Carr has the best weapons in the entire AFC West with Devontae, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, and Josh Jacobs. I mean, I mean, I'll be honest. I really think that the Las Vegas Raiders are being overlooked in this division. I think they legitimately have a chance to win it, and I know it, it's I all going to come down. Like, like, like I'm worried about the coach. I, I just I, wow. I, I love Derek Carr. I actually believe in Derek Carr more than most people. But do you think he's good enough to compete in this division with these guys? I think if you look at the talent he has on the field compared to what he made the playoffs with last year, I mean, he he, you get Devontae Adams in there. I mean, I'm not like there's he's not a deep changer, man. He really is. I mean, there's not a deep. You look at what Green. I know just. Hunter Renfro is going to do some dangerous. He got, he got the bag defense, this year too. I mean, he got the bag, the two-year extension for uh, thirty-two mil, I believe. Yeah, it was. I believe that's right. Um, but no, I mean, you and I'm. I know there was comparison from Devontae about Aaron Rodgers and, and Derek Carr, and I'm not agreeing with that whatsoever. I think Aaron Rodgers is clearly another level above Derek Carr. But you look at what Green Bay was able to do with, you know, their weapons, and obviously you had Aaron Jones, but they had Devontae, and then you know the the MBSs, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb of the world. Derek Carr is, you know, he's got Devontae, and then he's got a, a very good wide receiver, two and Hunter Renfro, a solid running back in Josh Jacobs, and elite tight end in Darren Waller. I mean, this offense is going to do good things, and people forget this defense. I mean, they've played well at times, but that pass rush, Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, like, that's a very, very legit pass rush. So I'm very excited to see the Raiders. That the secondary Chiefs, is very, very suspect. That is their, the, yeah, that's the big problem. I think the other question is, Josh McDaniels. That's that's what I'm saying. I'm a little worried yeah. about the coaching. Um, yeah. Very a little. We're, we have to see, obviously, but and then I mean, you look around this division. I'll be honest. I've said this. I, I think Denver is the worst team in this division. If I'm being honest, um, I, I'm not sold on Denver. I don't know what it is. I, I'm just not sold on it. Yeah, Chargers. I think are. I think the Chargers are another team that. They just never seem to – haven't been able to make the playoffs, but, like, on paper. And this team, I mean, they added J.C. Jackson, Sebastian Joseph Day, Khalil Mack. They go ahead and draft um, – was, was it Trevor Penning they drafted? No, was it? Or yeah, did they, they drafted a guard. They definitely drafted I think they drafted a guard. No, Zion Johnson. It was, right? We always mess this up. It was we Zion always Johnson. mess this up. We always Zion did. Johnson. It um, was Zion Johnson. I know – all right, I got him the second guess at least. Yeah, but and they're bound to be good. And the Chiefs, we kind of touched on, but they're such – I mean, who? it's Pat Mahomes, and, and you still got Travis Kelsey. Their O-line's good. I'm a little worried about Kansas City, though. I think Tyreek Hill is a true game changer. We're going to have to see what they do I mean, with these I, new wide receivers. I, listen, I, I, do, I do believe but they if, can make it work, and they probably will make it work. I'm just very curious to see how the offense looks without Tyreek Hill and with guys like Juju. MBS and, and Sky Moore in there. To me, though, I hate to say it, though, I think as long as they have Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid, you got to have them as the favorite in this division. I think Travis Kelsey is, is on that level of importance, too. I think without Travis, I think that Travis Kelsey sure, is sure. much more important than Tyreek Hill was. And I think that's why they were willing to trade Tyreek Hill. I think I Travis think Kelsey probably, is, Although they were, they offered him a ton of money, to be fair. Well, obviously, you want Tyreek Hill. I'm not saying they were willingly getting rid of Tyree Hill, but 
they had to at the end of the day. And, you know, they, they got a lot of picks for him and they had a good draft. So I don't know. I think you got to put the Chiefs as the favorites, but I mean, all these teams, and we haven't even talked about Denver. I mean, Denver might have had the best offseason trading for Russell Wilson, and they signed Randy Gregory. I mean, and you're not, you're not big on him, though. I'm not big on him. I have to see. I'm just a little stuck. I'm, I haven't seen enough from them, and I do believe that their defense is not as good as people are making it. It seemed to be. I think people are making it seem like this is like the. 2015, 16, whatever year it was, Super Bowl Broncos defense. And I don't think it's even close to that. Um, you know, Bradley Chubb is a, an incredible player. Pat Sertain's amazing. Justin Simmons is one of the best safeties in the NFL. You know, outside of that, though, they've got some great players, but I just want to see a little bit more from them. And uh, will they be good? Most likely. Will I be wrong? Probably. But, and also from their receivers, like, uh, no, I know I it's not even their fault with their quarterbacks and Vic Fangio there, but like, Jerry Judy, as great as a player as he was in college and potentially still is, I need to see it from him before right. I can say, like, this offense has elite weapons. Obviously, you know, Cortland Sutton's really the only guy for me where I've seen it and I've been like, all right, Cortland Sutton, like, he's proven that he's a pretty solid receiver. But even, like, is Cortland Sutton a true number one? Like, no, he's not a true number one receiver in the NFL, in my opinion. Where would you have Cortland Sutton in your wide receiver rankings? I mean, we were obviously Billy Brown, like a or AJ Brown, you know, a couple months ago. So I mean, where, where would you have? I mean, Cortland Sutton's in the wide receiver two range, but like, it, it and it's not even the guy's fault at this point. Like they've been, they've had such bad quarterbacks and coaching. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what. I mean, his quarterback really play, dude. I mean, doing anything with that level of quarterback. Play. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like. Russell Wilson may go out there in game one against Seattle and Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy could each have like hundred yards. Jerry Judy was running. Like I had this guy in fantasy and this was like the dude was running like slants for the entire game. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Jerry Judy, it, he just wasn't even allowed to be himself. So that's why I'm, I'm excited to see what this team does under Nathaniel Hackett and with Russell Wilson. I'm very excited to see. And if Jerry Judy truly isn't, you know, doesn't do much this year, like guy just isn't that good. And, you know, this it's very interesting because this will finally give us a true um, outlook oh, yeah, on, on these guys and their talent. And it's going to be awesome to see. I'm very excited. This division is, it'll be one, there's not going to be a, you know, it's going to be, might come down to week 18. I don't know what we have down there, but I mean, we're rambling on. We're talking so much about all these, uh, these teams. But I mean, I think we're just excited for the NFL season to start at this point. I mean, man, oh man. Let's talk about the Miami Dolphins. Um, we'll talk a few, about a few more teams, but frauds. <coughs> you hear? Frauds. I mean, according to Tyree Kill, Tua Tagovailoa is more accurate than Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I mean, you got to take the, you got to take his word. I guess we just got to take his word for it, man. This is a team that I don't think is going to be very good, to be quite honest with you, or at least if not you put as I, good as people are hyping. I think it's all about the quarterback, though. Would you agree? Like, I think they're. And their I think it's absolutely a, all about the quarterback. Suspect, I yeah. believe in Tua Tagovailoa less than I believe in, say, like Jalen Hurts, and I don't even really believe in Jalen Hurts at all. Like you just heard me a couple. I wasn't too confident in Jalen Hurts. I think, like this dude just doesn't have it, in my opinion. Like this is a team that went one and seven against the real teams they faced. They went on a Mickey Mouse. Look at this. Look at this, Griffin. I'm going to read to you the teams that they played on their Mickey Mouse winning streak, okay? They lost to the Jaguars in London, right? That was yes, – they that did. Was like... They lost – this is a team. Ready? This is their – They must have the Jets their, twice in there. This, this is their Mickey Mouse – their Mickey Mouse seven-game win streak. After they went one and seven, by the way. They one beat the seven. Ravens and – the Hurt Ravens. And they beat the Hurt – okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. The Texans, the Hurt Ravens. The Jets, the Panthers, the Giants, the Jets, the Saints with Taysom Hill at quarterback. The they got and then they got mauled by the Titans and they beat they the beat the, and they, they beat, beat the, the Saints Patriots, with, who lost by thirty Saints. points to the Bills. They beat the Saints with Ian Book at quarterback. You're oh, Ian Book, wrong. sorry, not not Taysom Hill. Ian Book. I will never forget that game for the rest of my life because I lost like a fantasy yeah. championship because I, their defense <laughs> scored twenty five points on me. Wow. <laughs> oh, my word. I do remember that game. Ian Book threw, like, three picks. I'll never forget it. I, I don't even want to talk about it. But, um, look, I think Miami got a lot better this offseason, obviously, with adding Tyree Kill. 
I think their O-line is still a huge issue. I think I that – I just don't believe in the quarterback at all. I also don't believe in two. And I've been saying it for years. I actually yeah. remember distinctly his rookie season. Um, I think it was after a game against the uh, the Raiders that I kind of called him out. And I, I really, you know, since then have not believed in Tua and I've, I've thought he's, you know, a bust. And I've stuck by that take since then. I got called out for it by, uh, you know, Mac, uh, the my, you know, the kid I used to do the podcast with before Mr. Rob over here. Um, and, you know, I got called out for it, but I've stuck with it. And I, and I don't believe Tua is anywhere near the level that Miami needs to seriously compete for a Super Bowl. Um, you know, I, I think that this team is still missing a, a bunch of pieces, though. Um, I don't I, – they're running back, you know, approach. They've got – you know, they signed Chase Edmonds. He's fine, but, like, he's not that good. Um, their O-line isn't good enough. Their quarterback's not good enough. I do like their defense, and I think their defense really played well. But at the end of the day, you also got rid of Brian Flores. Um, so defensively, you know, there's going to be some changes. I do like the, the hiring of Mike McDaniel as the head coach. I think their offense – and that's what I think is interesting about their offense. I think Mike McDaniel is going to be able to do some really fun and interesting things with this team, especially with guys like Tyreek and Waddle. When we saw what he was able to do with Debo Samuel, and I really do believe that, um, you know, this guy, Mike McDaniel, could very well be in the next, you know, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan type head coach where he's very, you know, in tune and, and does all these things. But does all these things. I sound like a total casual, but I just can't. <laughs> Like he's just one of those smart thinking, advanced, advanced minds in the game. That's, you know, using all this new. Yeah. Um, Innovative offensive mind. Yes. Innovative offensive mind. But I, I, you know, and look what the, you know, you can say two is bad, but you know, look what the 40 and I don't think this Dolphins defense is quite what the 49ers is, but like the Dolphins do have a, a solid group at cornerback. They've got some solid players. They've got, you know, guys who have emerged. You know, and, and look what Mike McDaniel did with Jimmy G at quarterback. As much as you slander him, um, you know, that team made the conference championship. So do I think the Dolphins will make the conference championship? No. Do I think they'll make the playoffs? Potentially. I think it's it's, it's a real tough um, team to predict what will happen. And this is another team that it solely relies on the quarterback play of Tua. If Tua steps it up this year, this team will be in the playoffs. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he's got no more excuses. No, I mean, this is probably a make or break season for Tua, especially with the quarterback class. And I think that's for teams who have a quarterback that, you know, they're unsure of with the quarterback class this year, it's probably make or break. So like we've talked about it, but like Daniel Jones obviously is make or break. Jalen Hurts, Tua, whoever starts in Carolina is make or break. Um, You can even argue guys like Carson Wentz are make it break it guys. Jared Goff, I mean, he's already done it. Like, he's even on his way out. Carson, so, like, dude, Carson Wentz will be replaced by Sam Hell by week six if he's terrible. Very well could be. It's very interesting. Drew Locke is another guy that, you know, who he probably doesn't have it, but, like, he's another guy who, you know, Davis Mills even. I mean, there's so many guys who no, yeah, they don't play well enough are, are gone for sure. A lot of make it break. Breaking years. Um, Bengals. I mean, I don't want to keep talking too much about it. We've, we're on week two, so I mean, we've kind of failed at this point. So let's real quick. I mean, just I mean, go we've through. done a little preview though, instead of maybe a week by week. Type. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I, I thought it was going to end up being. Um, I mean, Ravens, Pats. That should be a fun game. Chiefs, Colts. I mean, let's talk about the Colts real quick in the AFC South. Um, I believe the Colts will win that division. I mean, I think the Texans are definitely still rebuilding, obviously. And then you've got Jacksonville Jaguars, who are most likely going to be very bad once again. You know, Chiefs, Titans, I, I don't believe much in the Titans. I, I mean, I think that's going to be a case where Derrick Henry's going to have to carry that team. I don't think Ryan Tannehill's very good. You lose A.J. Brown. You don't have Julio Jones. All of a sudden, that wide receiver room is, you know, Robert Woods, I guess, and, and Traylon Burks. But... What are your thoughts on the AFC South? I mean, I think the Colts should finally have a clear path to an easy division title this year. Yeah, I think I've talked about it before, but Matt Ryan is significantly better than Carson Wentz. I think this is a team that really – I mean, you you mentioned it sort of in, in mentioning the contenders. This is a team that's going to contend this year, I think. I think they're finally sick of – like you said, I think they're going to be able to beat up on their division finally without the, tech, the Titans up their butt the whole time. You know, they are, they're going to have four – they're going to have four free, free wins this year essentially – uh, like they do, like they've had every year. I mean, I just think Matt Ryan is a lot better than people give him credit for. And, you know, that might be a little bit biased because he's from Philly, all this, that. But, you know, I think this is a guy 
who really who really has a lot left in the tank and a guy who can really uh, I think he's better than Philip Rivers was. Although Philip Rivers was pretty good for the for the Colts, to be fair to him. I think he's significantly Philip Rivers is solid, yeah. Yeah, I, I think he was significantly I mean, but look, to be fair to Philip Rivers, dude, they lost by three in the wild card game to a team that got to the AFC championship that year. It, it, you know, in Buffalo. So I mean yeah. I mean, look, I, I think the Colts really Philip Rivers was so sorry. Philip Rivers that was so washed that year. Like he was, was he he was. He oh, was, but uh he was able to push through. No, yeah, and I think they really just they had a playoff spot secured. And then like, they lost they when they beat the Patriots, how did they lose play a playoff spot after that? To Jacksonville. Didn't they? Well, they lost two in a row, correct? Yeah, no, Carson Wentz disaster. Carson Wentz disaster class. I mean, that's what it was. And I think this is a team that really, you know, might have as good a shot as anybody at winning this AFC. I mean, this that's got to be their goal this year. That Matt yeah. Ryan has won maybe two years left with them. Their goal has to be to win, to get to the Super Bowl this year. And, and I think that – you go ahead. I, I think that their receiver room is a little weak, but I think what they need – is a huge Michael Pittman Jr. breakout. They're relying on it essentially. I mean, he's been he's been a great guy, but like you said, maybe more in that you know the the bottom half of that Cortland Sutton wide receiver two tier. But this is a guy who needs to, and I think he's I honestly think he's capable of it. I think this is a guy who's capable of becoming an elite wide receiver. I think he has all the tools. I think he's a huge guy, and I think yeah. very few can go up and jump and catch the ball with him. And I think this is a guy I think has a shot to make a huge leap with Matt Ryan as his quarterback next year. And if he does, watch out for those Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, I mean, I think I would love if the Colts could just have one more, like, guy at wide receiver that was, like, a legit guy. And and that's what this team is missing. And it's unfortunate because the way the trade market is this year with wide – and they have the cap space for, like, a legit, like, 20-plus million receiver to put in there. Yeah. Um, but the way the, the receiver market, free agency-wise, I mean, it was just not really – the level of talent. I mean, if unless when they give Christian Kirk, which I'm, I'm happy for them that they didn't go ahead and give him that monstrosity of a contract. But um, I mean, this Colts team, man. I mean, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, this guy single-handedly led them to the position where they were going to make the playoffs. I mean, oh, I, and it's sickening that they should have just given Jonathan Taylor the ball every single time, and even if it wasn't working. I mean. They try to get cute, and this was one of those. Just get Carson Frank- Wentz out of here. Get Carson Wentz off the field. And I think that is going to make a difference. I think Matt Ryan is definitely levels above Carson Wentz, and, yeah. and Matt Ryan. I just wish he had more weapons because I think that the Colts. I mean, Michael, like you said, Michael Pittman Jr. They're kind of relying on that breakout. I, I, they still need one more guy though, and um, you know, Jonathan Taylor though, and, and Nike Hines. They have a great group at running back. I think they signed Philip Lindsay too, and, and they've got maybe another guy. They yeah, really that offensive signed. line is just the opposite, yeah, of, uh, the opposite of what Matt Ryan has had the last couple of years in uh, in Atlanta. Yeah, I mean it, it's truly amazing, and Frank Reich does an incredible job there, and and they worked with what they've had at wide receiver with some of their trash QBs they've had recently. So I expect them to still be very good, and that defense. I think you know there's been some a little bit of a you know. Kenny Moore con- drama. Um, it seems yeah. like he wants to get paid, um, which I understand. Who wouldn't want to get paid? But Darius Leonard, man. I mean, this guy is Believe outside of Aaron Donald and, and TJ Watt. He's he's the claim as the next best guy defensively. I think him and like Miles Garrett and you know Jalen Ramsey gotta be there. and Micah Parsons. Like those are probably the next four guys. But D- Darius Leonard is right in that discussion. He is. Dude, the, the amount of fumbles this guy forces is like yeah, I've never seen anything dude. like it. No, Freaking insane. And obviously you've got DeForest Buckner and a few other guys there. Like this Colts defense is legit too. And we'll see, man. I'm excited to watch the Colts this year, though. They're they're, I'm, they're one of the teams that I mean, I had J- JT in fantasy, so I, I really love them because of that. But like <laughs> they're one of the teams that I really do want to see succeed. Like it, it's just a, a good team and, and just a I don't know. It's just one of those teams that I just long want suffering to see for sure. Long suffering fan base for sure. Especially after all that Andrew, like Andrew Luck, just retiring suddenly. Yeah, because they they really should have been up there competing with the with the with the, with the Giants of the AFC after Tom's departure. And yeah. like Andrew Luck would still would be at the peak of his game right now, dude. God damn. 
God damn, that man was a great Imagine Andrew Luck with, like, Jonathan Taylor and that. Uh, that guys, how about this? Dude, imagine Andrew Luck with a competent offensive line, dude. They would just – God, that man was a good quarterback, dude. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> um. All right. Is there anything else you can – I mean, real quick, Green Bay, I, I think, is a good place. I and mean, we've – the schedule thing has kind of become a mess, but it's fine. Uh, we're just previewing the NFL at this point. Um, Green Bay, I mean, this is – I think they're one of the more fascinating teams right now. And obviously you can see on the schedule they play at Tampa Bay week three and then New England week four. So uh, an interesting stretch at the beginning of the year. Obviously trading Devontae Adams. They lose a, some other guys. They lose the Darius Smith. Um, you know, this is huge change in Green Bay. Um, they've been able to keep the gang together, but this is the first year where we're going to see – you know, they did keep Rodgers, obviously. Um, which is their main goal, but they lost other few, few, few key guys. I mean, what are your expectations for this Green Bay team? I think personally, I mean, it's going to be fascinating. I think Rodgers is good enough to make these guys, some of these mediocre guys work, but like one of these guys is going to have to break out and become kind of a star because you're just not going to see a championship level team without a, a elite weapon. I mean, he really doesn't have an elite weapon outside of the running back room to throw the ball to. It's kind of crazy. No, he doesn't. I mean, I still, have, you know, I think this Packers team should still probably be able to win the NFC North with with ease. They have four free wins a year. Uh, like as, uh, yeah. I mean, the only team competing with them would be Minnesota, I guess. Yeah, and I don't think Minnesota is very good to be honest with you. I mean, they did add Zadarius Smith, but he can't stay healthy. Obviously, what is he played six games in two years? New coaching though in Minnesota. Mike Zimmer is out, so we will see. He's out. He is out, but and a new general manager as well. Uh, but I do believe, yeah, that the Packers are still by far and away the best team in their division. I think, obviously, I, I understand Devontae Adams, you know. To me, though, especially in that playoff game, I mean, we, we talked about it at the time, it almost looked like Aaron Rodgers got tunnel vision to Devontae Adams. I mean, do you remember that? He wouldn't stop yeah. throwing the Devontae Adams, I mean, he did have like nine for 120 and a touchdown or something like that, but he was targeted like 23, 24 times. And at the end of the game, Aaron Rodgers threw him the ball like eight straight times and only completed two of them. I mean, it was unbelievable. I don't know if you remember this, but I don't – I mean, Aaron Rodgers just did not trust these guys last year. And, I mean, obviously MBS is gone. I don't know. doesn't sound like they had the best relationship after, you know, some of the things you've been hearing. I mean, like, because – MBS was out of there rather quickly, but uh, I, I kind of think, look, Aaron Rodgers just did not trust these guys last year. And like you said, like completely different dynamic. I get it. You know, him and Matt LaFleur, obviously, you know, they work extremely well together. Uh, two-time MVP since he's been there, but I just don't, like you said, I just don't know. He'll make it work, but to beat these top dogs, he's going to have to have trust in this really mediocre. I mean, they added Sammy Watkins, if I remember correctly, right? I mean, I'm not really sure how that's going to work. Sammy Watkins, no offense to Sammy Watkins, but, like, that's the definition of mediocre, I think. Well, Sammy Watkins just gets, like, tossed around by all the elite teams in the league. Does he not? Like, he just gets tossed around. Baltimore, Kansas City, yeah. Yeah, like (laughs) – but I, I, like – He had a big game in that Super Bowl win against San Francisco, though. No, he did. He did. He did. He did. I believe he had over – did he have over 100 receiving yards in that game? He might have, yeah. He really played well, but I mean, we're a few years removed from that game now, obviously. Yeah, I mean, sorry, we're rambling a little. Listen, Sammy Watkins, a very interesting player. But uh, look, I mean, look, I, I just, this Packers team will probably clean up the NFC North rather easily like they usually do. But I just don't see them on the level of the Bucks or the Rams, to be honest. Yeah, I would, I, I agree. I think that. Without Devontae, without some of these guys, it, we just got to see. I mean, I just don't think that they're on that level either. They haven't been able to find that success with Devontae, without Devontae. I, I just don't see that happening as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, with that, that will do it, I think, for this week's episode of Outside the Arena. Thank you guys so much for watching. Um, be sure to stay tuned for more content. We'll try and uh, maybe put out something in the middle of the week or so um, regarding the finals. Um, but we'll see. We'll, we'll do our best to put out more and more content. Hopefully some new interviews coming soon. We're working behind the scenes on that. And, um, you know, maybe some some new content on uh, different platforms. Hopefully we're trying to get a TikTok 
um, potentially getting going on there. Uh, but if, like I said in the beginning, if you haven't already, please like, comment, and subscribe on the video. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Outside the Arena. Um, and follow us on Instagram at Outside the Arena Podcast. Our Instagrams will be linked in the description below as well. With that being said, thank you guys so much for watching. See you all next week on Outside the Arena.